Welcome to the Pastor's Roundtable, the podcast where we pull apart and deconstruct the habits, routines, and tactics of great men and women of the faith. I hope you enjoy this episode. What's up, Facebook Live? Uh, thanks so much for jumping on with us tonight. A lot of comments. Uh, we'll jump to in a second. So this is Ryan and Sarah Latham. Um, you guys can say hi if you want to. Hi. Okay. How you doing, everybody? So we uh, we worked together starting nine nine years ago. Nine years ago. Mm-hmm. Nine years ago, we started working together, uh, and then we did more, but but, <laughs> but but we still do work together. So the last two years, true. Uh, we brought them in. Uh, last year we did the DISC, uh, which is a different assessment, and then this year, uh, our staff retreat, we did the Enneagram. And now that there's a bunch of people on staff... Uh, last year I counted by myself, and you said that was okay, and then you said you need to bring the real reason. Yeah, I didn't want to say that. I and it was much better this year. It was way better this year. So. <laughs> I didn't want to say that publicly, but yes, that's true. So, uh, and it was so good. It was so Thanks. helpful, and, and we're like a month out, and that's all our staff talked about. Wow. And so it's been very helpful, and just the way that we communicate with each other. Uh, and so some of you already know. So, like, we, we got a lot of wrong stuff. Sevens, one, eight. So you can tell the people, you guys can see this one. You can tell the people that are, like, real into it because they put their wings on it, right? Yes. <laughs> people that know what they're talking about yes. put the wings. And people that are just getting in. Jason Springer, you're an A? I knew it. I knew it. Okay. <laughs> uh, see, Alex, Alex is a two. Alex Moore is a two, which is a little surprising, but it's okay. I can see it. I can see it for sure. <laughs> Christy, Rachel, someone nine? Who? Rachel? Yeah. What's Zach? I don't know. She, I don't think hey, he is. Hey, Rachel, tell, tell me what Zach is. Okay. David Donaldson, two. For sure, two. For sure. There's a bunch of people. It's awesome. I love the exclamation points after. <laughs> this is what I See, am. See, those are the I'm people. So happy and like the this. emoji, you know, you get like some some good faces. Oh, there's there. one. Eights don't do emojis. Eights don't do emojis because it's too much. It just it, it's too much emotion, it's and emotion. it's kind of yeah. a waste of time. Yeah. There's not not a lot of emotion. You just need to get to the point and move on. Yeah. But the fours will give you some probably a gift actually. A four will probably give you a gift. <laughs> Emoji's uh. not quite enough for a four. <laughs> okay, so we got we got quite a bit of variety uh, out there right now. With okay, so some yeah, ones, all, twos. All we got we got yeah nines, five, eight, one, two. It's all over place. Six wing five or five wing six. He doesn't even know. So Whoa, Josh, that's how Josh. You know? How do you not know? We went we, we went spent like we spent like so six hours together. On this. <laughs> still oh. okay, but the thing is, he's a five, and so he's still researching and studying to figure out exactly. But which is one Anson it is. no longer confused? But that's yeah, he's Anson. Still yeah, he's, he's still confused. confused. He's still yeah. confused. Yeah. But I would say if we're a month after and Josh is not sure if he's a six point <laughs> five or five or six, he's I think he proved. No, I think he's a exactly. Yeah. I think uh, we're a month out. He still proves that he's a five. He's actually, a okay. yeah. So Josh just figured you out, man. So there's a lot of you that you're watching right now, and uh, you have no idea what the heck we're talking. Why are we talking about numbers? Uh, and so wings, it all feels really stupid to you, and that's okay. It felt really stupid to me um, up until a few months ago, and now it's like part of our everyday language. So. And then a lot of people like Christians shouldn't take Enneagram. So first of right. all, what the heck is the Enneagram? That's a great question. I don't know. 
That's why we brought Sarah. So the Enneagram is an ancient personality typing system. And the origins are kind of unclear because they're super, super old. Like some writings go back to Pythagoras, like the Pythagorean theorem Pythagoras. And they, other people say that it goes back to like Christian monks. And so it's just been around for a really long time and all over the world. But in the 70s, it came to America. And then there were some um, people at Loyola Seminary and they started turning it into, or using it for spiritual transformation in a Christian setting. So today we can look at it as Christians and see how it lines up with the gospel and how knowing about ourselves and knowing about God can enrich our relationships with each other and with him. Um, it's not like a crazy weird thing, even though the symbol's kind of interesting if you've seen it. It just means Yeah, which is exactly what, what got me when I first when I first was introduced to this thing. I it saw the symbol and these numbers and people were talking and I just it it sounded kind of like because the, out there. Yeah. The people that think yoga is sinful. Yeah. Also think the Enneagram is sinful. So <laughs> I'm not mad at those people. I'm not mad at them. I'm just saying, um, so so it doesn't nobody even knows the origin, right? It's very, it's wide, highly, highly debated and talked There's about. There's just a sure. lot of information because it's so old. Okay. So but we do know for sure that it's been around in monk circles, Christian, Catholic communities for centuries. It's been around in religious, um, faith-based communities for centuries and centuries. We know that for sure. At some point it was sanctified is what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. For so sure. <laughs> Okay, so there's all these numbers. So talk about like how 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 do we get these numbers and what do these numbers mean? Well, let me let me start with this. So in in First Corinthians twelve, we talk about the oh, body. Good, use scripture. Okay, we talk about the body. <laughs> okay, I figured we got to get it somewhere. So it talks about the body, right? And so a lot of times people are like, well, I don't want to be put in a box. I don't want to be like limited. You know, I've got a friend that's just like, man, don't put me in this box. Like, I'm just me. Like, I don't, I don't want to be this number. I don't want to be this thing. And I'm just me. And the very fact that he was saying that proves the number that he is. But I didn't want to tell him that. So anyway, but, you know, in 1 Corinthians 12, it talks about the body. And that the body has all kinds of different parts right in that there's the arm and there's the leg there's the head there's the, the mouth and the body has all these different parts but it comes together and so um but it's important for the arm to know that it's an arm true and so it doesn't try to speak and that the mouth knows what the what it's supposed to do it doesn't walk right and so i think the enneagram helps us to begin to kind of figure out a little bit about what our strengths are our weaknesses and what we give and bring to the body Right, like we were talking about Josh being a five, right? Like the guy has a, a just an innate God-given ability to research and find information and study that for me as a three is just draining. I mean, it just takes the life out of me. And so I need him just as much as I, he needs me to push him forward and say, look, we need to move the ball forward. Here's some goals for that information. Like I see like use it and like let's achieve something. And so I think that scripture clearly talks about the fact that we need to bring our gifts in. But part of that is the Enneagram helps us to know what those gifts are. Sure, that's good. And so oftentimes people say, well, I don't want to be boxed. Say, well, well, how about you know what God created you to do? And then you give that to the church and we can come together and work together. And so 
Um, you know, Augustine said this. He said, Grant, Lord, that I may know myself, that I may know thee. And so what he's saying there is that the more I know myself, the more I know God, because we are in the likeness of God, right? And so when, we're, when we understand, we study what, how, how God created her and how God created you and God created me, we begin to see a beautiful picture of God because we are all, the likeness of God is not in one person, but it's in the collection of us. And so um, that did not answer your question at all. But it was so good. I figured I would share it. Sir, he studied since the last month. He didn't he say that. That was good. I know. <laughs> good. He's studying. I figured I had to he have had something. He had to up his game for, for the sure. second time around. Okay, and so, oh, here's something else that's cool. I'm going to throw this out there a couple times tonight. April 1st, right? Is that is that right, Robin? Is that the date? The leadership night? April 1st. Uh, they're going to be doing any Is that April stuff. Fool's Day? Yes. So yeah. it's like a joke. Like, we're going to show up. <laughs> like, we're going to show up. There's nobody there. there. Uh, that would be a pretty well-planned uh April Fool's joke, but no, it's All right. real. Okay. Uh, and so April Fool's, they'll be at both of our locations right now. Um, yeah, Newcastle won't, I mean, Chickasha won't be open yet. So yeah, so they'll be at both of our, our locations doing leadership. Uh, we'll flip a coin to see who gets Sarah. Um, <laughs> uh, okay, so, and here's, here's the cool thing. When you guys I'm guessing is, that whoever loses gets me. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> no, I, I, that's not what I said that's at all. What you're, that's not what I said at all. I think that's what you said. That. I didn't say it. <laughs> So, so we'll dive a little bit deeper into it April 1st. So love, love to have all you guys show up at one of our campuses there. Uh, but the cool thing, like what you're talking about uh, with the, the body of Christ, uh, when we broke the staff out, like we're all super diverse too. And I know in our church it's going to be the same, we're all super diverse. So it's really cool to see kind of everybody playing play the roles. And frankly, when I looked at some staff, uh, and probably they're watching right now, so I hope this doesn't offend anybody, but some stuff I was like, that makes sense now. For sure. Like there's some <laughs> yeah. stuff that I didn't understand about certain people mm-hmm. that when we kind of broke this out, like like there's there's some people that I feel like it takes them a little bit too long to respond. Yeah. And maybe I send them an email or a text message. I'm like, yeah. well, like I just ask you simple, like. But now I realize, you no, know, they like they're five. They have right. To do you this. understand why? And that's yes. what's great about the Enneagram too is that it's actually looking at motivations and not just behaviors. Because different numbers could actually display the same behavior but have completely different motivations behind that. And so that's what you were being able to see in some of the behaviors you saw. You could then understand what the motivation was behind it. And it was awesome. It's great. So tell us a little bit more. What is, why should somebody take a test? How do they take a test? And then kind of break down the numbers. So the Enneagram has nine different numbers. So it's one through nine. And each number is for a different personality type. And there's all different kind of characteristics and descriptions about each one. And again, like I just said, it has a lot to do with your motivation and not so much with just outward behavior. So and that's that's something that is unique to the Enneagram versus other assessments. Okay. So like I do disc assessment a lot, as you know, and we did that last year. But one thing that's really unique that I think is is bring, a unique value that the Enneagram gives is that it's not just measuring just internal stuff like some or just external things like some. Sure. The Enneagram really does marry those two and says we're going to bring the the uh, external behaviors and the internal motivators and show you both so i think that that's something that the enneagram does bring unique unlike a lot of assessments sure for sure yeah so the one through nine are the main characteristics and then if you've ever heard people talk about wings that's kind of like a sub 
a subtype characteristic that you could also lean into. And so a wing has to be touching your main number. So if you're a two, then you could have either a one or a three wing, but you wouldn't have a seven wing. So it has to actually touch that like number. Initially, so I was, a, I was an eight, but my second highest on the, on the test was a one. So I was like, I'm an eight wing one. And people were like, oh, that's not impossible. You're like, that's not a thing. So the confusion there, and that happens a lot. A lot of people, especially when you take, depending on what assessment you take, it'll give you like percentages of like, well, you're a 90% three, you know, three and 80% seven. So like, well, I'm a three, seven, right? But really what that is, is like, we, we really are, we have some elements of all the numbers, sure. right? But then there's those primaries. And again, depending on what assessment you take, some kind of do that differently and, and so, but keep, keep going. Well, I mean, the best way to really find out what your number is, is to start studying the Enneagram and read some things about it or like listen to what we're saying tonight and see what clicks with you and what matches your motivation. And you think that's more accurate than taking the test? I do. And a test can be kind of like a starter point, but if you don't really feel like it sits right with you, you don't have to wear that number, you know, as your forever number. The test doesn't define you. You get to it decide. It doesn't define you. Yeah. Well, I think, yeah, I think the test is a great starting point to yeah. at least get a baseline of saying, okay, well, you know, for example, like for you, it's like, okay, well, I've got this A or I've got this. And so you can kind of do some more research or have Josh do it for you, have a five help you with that, right? <laughs> But like it'll, it, it'll go back to me in three months, though. That's true. That's true. <laughs> you know, have moved on. But, but like, it gives you a great baseline, at least, to at least start the conversation sure. and start, right? And so, do you want us to kind of dive into yeah, just yeah. a high level, each yeah. of the numbers? So, why don't you take okay. a couple? So, type one, that's me. We're going to start with that. Type Hold one on, is... Real fast. You're yeah. one. You're a... Three. I'm an eight. Christy? Seven. Seven. Robin? Six. Okay. We got... A pretty good base. Good awesome. Good we have a majority here. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. So type one is the perfectionist or the reformer. And just by the way, type one, this, this one just happens to be first. It doesn't mean it actually is first. Well, I thought it was case, this case, I thought kind of was awesome one. that ones were first. I'm just saying. Because we're number one. Um, so the type one really uh, likes to make things right and likes to fix things that are wrong. Um, the type one has an inner critic that's kind of this berating voice in our heads that's constantly pointing out things that are wrong with ourselves and with the world around us. Or your husband, your kids. Right? So sometimes you got to learn to tone that voice down and tell it to shut up because it can really just get to be too much. The but, grammar on the slides during worship. Well, and that's actually where... Everybody should criticize that. That's yes. Yeah, I'm with you there. So that's where that critic can sometimes... It can serve us too. So we that, that critic will tell you, hey, you need to have these things done or you need to fix this or you need to plan for this trip by preparing all these things. And you're like, got it, on it, on it, on it. But we like things in their place. Everything has a place. And we um, can sometimes get a little bit anxious because there's just there's no end to the things that need to be fixed in the world. If you just look around you, like a type one is never going to be able to solve everything. So if you don't actually realize that, then you can have kind of a stressful life. What about number two? So the two is the sweetheart of the Enneagram. The two wants to be loved and needed by other people. And so they will serve and serve and say yes to everything. And sometimes not have really good boundaries if they are serving other people to fill a need in themselves. But they are 
Um, they're the ones who, you know, when something hard happens in your life, like your, your type two friend is going to show up at your door with a casserole and a puppy because they want to just make you feel good. Yeah. What's now, that? Is all day to no, he's a nine. He's a nine. nine. Who, who, who are some of the twos on our staff? Do you guys remember? Jill. Jill, Brittany, mm-hmm. that makes sense. Pastor yep. David. David. Oh, yeah. Yeah, David's, David's a, a... You had a high, uh, a high two are, yeah, all of our, representation. Yeah, yeah. 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 Except then there's one... So, so if you look at the you see a lot of casseroles. Casseroles and puppies. A lot of food being delivered there. That's cool. So let's talk about the one that everybody wants to be. Oh. Mm-hmm the real focus of the Enneagram. Okay, so you're pretty proud of your three. So would well, you the threes, threes are really proud of themselves. So let me ask you, and this is this is I actually want to ask you this because I felt like like when we talked about my son, like I want I'm an eight, I want him to be an eight. So do most people like do they actually think that their number is better? Because I feel like mine is. Like I feel like I want my son to be eight because I think it's the best. They don't. Some people when they take a no. test or they realize who they what their type is, they're really bummed about it because they're looking at all the negatives and maybe that's kind of what is gotcha. highlighted to them, and they're super bummed. Like I don't want to be this number. And but then there are some who you're super excited to be an eight. I was super thrilled to find out that I was a one. I was like, ones are great. I'm so happy this is me. Yeah. And then I, I was threes. thrilled well, to well, find because, out he was a three. Well, yeah, because everyone wants to be a three. <laughs> That's what he thinks. Aren't threes like... like uh, the achievers. So the we actually get stuff done. The deceivers, right? Like, they're like... Well, well I would not use that word. Yeah. Okay, that's fine. Yeah, but, okay, well, it's, it's fine. No, no, I understand you wouldn't. But I'm I mean, as someone who's jealous of them not being a three, I can get why you would use that word. But... <laughs> I'm just researching. Okay, why don't you tell about three and I'll fill in anything you miss. So threes, that's the achiever or the performer. So they're the ones who are going to always appear confident about whatever they're talking about even if they have no idea what they're talking about they're gonna they're gonna put on this front to make people believe a certain thing about themselves now they typically want they they have an ability to read the room so they can tell what people want to think of them and then they morph into that so they're kind of like chameleons it's not so self-serving as it is they're trying to be who you want and they can just read the room. So like a great networker, right? So somebody that yeah. can come in and say, look, you know, I can come with you as an eight and I can be a little bit more strong. I can be a little more direct, but I can easily go over to like a two and be a little bit more softer and a little bit more um, compassionate, right? Or go to a four and be a little bit more artistic, a little bit more creative, right? And so, and, and so like I'm being able to people and it's not really hard for me to do that. I can like easily kind of adapt, right? Paul said, <clears throat> Paul said, I go, right? And like with the Gentiles, I'd be like a Gentile into, right? So I'm just saying, Paul even referenced that you should be like a three. Jesus was an eight, I think. Jesus was an eight. You think so? Jesus was I think Jesus is the eight. All of them. All of them. Yeah, so a three loves achievements right so like threes are never going to throw away their like medal that they got in third grade no you know um like i have a gigantic t-shirt collection of like i ran this 3k and like i still have it because it's like you know from like when he was 11 yeah 11 you know so like i have all these like everything let it go (laughs) i earned that 
But it's like a trophy to him. Because it is a trophy. It is, I know. And and he doesn't want to forget those things. You should. Three Ks are important. It is. Threes do get stuff done. America, American culture runs on threes and really celebrates threes, whether that's healthy or an unhealthy state, but threes make stuff happen. Fours. Yeah, enough about you. What's a four? <laughs> I mean, we can keep going if you no, want. No, you're okay. good, Four, type fours are the individualists and the romantics. So those are going to be like your artists. There's a ton of artists and artistic and, people who are fours. They're upset when they find other people fours because they like to be individual. Because they want to be an individual. Yes. Yeah. They want to be yeah. unique and special, but they have this, this feeling inside that they're missing something that everyone else has and they can't put their finger on it. Mm-hmm. So there's kind of like this, this sad missing part in, in the life of a four. Um, they're also, which is really interesting, is that they're comfortable with, with sadness. So melancholy, is that's not like a, dis, uh, a thing that they're trying to get out of feeling. They're okay with just sitting in sadness or just sitting on, you know, in a cloudy, rainy day and writing a new song. Yeah, I mean, like, if you're having a really hard time, uh, you know, maybe a death in the family, a four is a great person just to come and just sit with you. And they, they're not they gonna don't, try to fix you. They don't have this sense yeah. of like, just get over it, man. Like, let's move on. Like, they, yeah. they'll, just, well, they'll just rest with you and just be with you. And, yeah. And just this, be this there. Just in. Just in. Rita Springer's a four. <gasps> not surprised. I can still see that. That's awesome. Yeah, I mean, she's got a lot of emotional, deeply emotional um, songs, right? Can I mean, you take I, the head of our enemy. Yeah. Four. Four. I just now realized. But a lot of worship, a lot of worship people, a lot of creative people, a lot of poets, Loves of authors yep. will be because they they have this ability to get deep, 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 deep into these emotions and pull out these artistic language that like a three or an eight, it's not probably not gonna have, right? I yeah, mean, yeah, you know, fours are all about And a five's gonna have like emotions. data, you know what I mean? Like, yes. you know, yeah. They like their so big fours, emotions. Yeah. Okay, fives. We've talked about the fives a little bit, but what do we got? So five is the investigator. So that's the person who's gonna research everything way past the time that it needs to be researched because they want to find out everything about everything before they make a decision. So they're really good at um, being analysts and just finding out information and knowledge. They just have a ton of knowledge stored in their head and they can sometimes be slow in coming to a conclusion because they're never, they don't feel like they ever know enough to make that decision. Yeah, so for example, if you've got a research, you know, for example, a, a building project or you want something you may, at your office or you're doing something at your home and you want to get some information, get a five around because they're going to research that thing mm-hmm. to, I mean, they're going to figure out everything about it. Now, it may take longer no. than an eight would yeah. want, but they're going to research it a ton, love it, and, and just feel up just they're gonna feel so alive finding this information for you so let me tell you what the the fives on my stuff really helped me with oh yeah not having to do things twice mm-hmm. oh that's for sure mm-hmm. and so so it not nothing from a five probably comes quite as quick as i hope mm-hmm. but the stuff i get from from other people i'm not saying or, or even i'll just say the stuff i do myself well, <laughs> yeah, yeah or from chrissy's people but really stuff i get from my like i want to push so fast mm-hmm. i end up Maybe going a little bit too quick and then have to redo stuff because mm-hmm. I, I didn't do the proper research. I went too Absolutely. quick. And so so guys like like Josh Dunn who I mean spent so much time researching our whole volunteer system. Well, we've been pushing too fast for six years. Well he comes in and spends a lot of time. Totally. Now it's a lot better. Nick, 
uh, our building, he's doing all our building projects. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, you know, this, this has gone, this, this chicken shed one has been very smooth mm -hmm. because there's a lot of thoughtfulness put into it. He knows before he makes a decision. And so, yep. yeah. and then I know now when I'm talking to him, he's, he's got all the data. Mm -hmm. so, yeah. You don't really have to question, well, where'd you get that? Well, you're going to know. Yeah, he studied. You're going to know. Yeah. You can trust the five. Yeah. What about six? Robin's people. <laughs> yeah. Robin's people. So they say that the that six is the most highly represented number in the world. Wow. Yeah. Which, 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 I, is, which is weird because we had that was the fewest I think on our staff, yeah. right? Yeah. Isn't so. that interesting? Yeah. Yeah. So type six is the loyalist, or sometimes it's called devil's advocate. So they're the ones who they're going to stick with their people, but they're also going to bring up those opposing views, and they're going to ask questions about them in order to protect their people. So they're really trying to make their team or their the person they're in relationship with see all of the sides so that they make the best decision. And um, so they'll ask a lot of what if questions. Well, hey, I'm going yes. to I'm going on vacation. Well, what if what if what if what if this happens or what if this happens? And they're going to they want to ask a lot of those. These are the people that have a plan for the zombie apocalypse at all times. <laughs> you know I mean, like these are the people that know where the exits are. Um, these are also the people that um, when they walk into a room, they typically want to know who the strongest person is or like who they're going to go to if something happens, right? Mm -hmm. So they're going to know who the security guards are. They're going to know where the exits are. They're going to know. So for example, like if you want uh, your security to be enha enhanced at the church, ask a six because they're going to figure out, well, what if this happens at this? They're going to figure that out stuff they're out. They're good at risk management. Yeah. I'll protect you guys. I think yeah. what yeah. they're saying, Robin, is you're scared of a lot of stuff. And so because you're scared of a lot, you have to figure out how to protect yourself. Oh, yeah. It's absolutely to calm their own fears. That's why they're questioning everything and they have a plan A, B, and C. Because some, if something goes wrong, then they've got to But again, they're thinking else. through that stuff. And they're thinking mm -hmm. logically. And again, we need that. Otherwise, sure. we just blindly go into all these things. But they say, but they're going to, again, they're, they're going to be the kind of people that slow you down a little bit. And say, okay, look, I know you have a great plan. I know you have a great vision, and yet, but what if? And yeah. for people like me as a three, you as an eight, that just like drives us batty because we're like, well, let's just go. Yeah. But that six is going to say, well, but what if? Mm -hmm. yeah. And we're like, well, but no, like, let's just go. But it's like, no, 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 we need those people to slow us down a little bit. Sure. Um, as a business owner, um, you need people to, to, to say, look, you've got a great plan, right? But what if? And those are the people that are going to do that. So yeah. <clears throat> let's go to sevens. Type sevens are the fun. The, they are the fun. They're the enthusiasts, and they love um, they love adventure. They love spontaneity. They love variety. They do not want to be bored, and they really don't want to live down in like the lower half of emotions, like the sad half. They want to live in the high half of the emotions. So as uh, they, they'll take something negative and quickly spin it to a positive because they don't want to sit in that low space. Yeah. Well, did you say they're defensive in arguments? <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't think we're going to get into that here. What you I was just asking. <laughs> <laughs> comments? No, I was just asking. Oh, okay. It was a real question about seven. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so for example, let's go back to the other, you know, say, say there's a, a death in the family, something like that, something hard comes up. If you want to stay there and you don't want somebody to like move you forward, bring a four over. Have them come over and just sit with you. But if you want someone to say like, let's move forward, like hey, let's let's 
let's get you out of the house and like bring your seven friend over, right? Or your child or your friend that's a seven. And they're gonna like bring life and energy to that environment and kind of like help move it forward. Not that they can't sit there with you, but they're gonna bring a little bit more part of energy and a little bit more excitement. They're gonna to take it. you to the movies. They're gonna get you out of the house. Yeah. Sure. Yes. And they're gonna go yeah. do some. The sevens are always up for an adventure, right? So you're just bored on a Saturday, call a seven, they'll figure out what to do because they're not bored. Yeah. What about the eights? Yeah. So you want to tell us about eights? <laughs> eights is the eights are the challengers. Yeah, I mean they're just like they're just, they're just <laughs> great. They're just great people. <laughs> um, no, tell us. Yeah, tell us about the eights. Eights are they're very strong, intense personalities. Sometimes you can literally feel in the room the intensity from an eight. They're going to be very driven and very passionate about what they're into. If they're not into something, then they're not going to put any en any energy into it. They also have a lot of energy, so they can go and go and go for a long time before having to recharge. They have the most amount of energy on the Enneagram. Would you say they would be the most likely to yell at a referee at a kid's sporting event? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or get kicked out? <laughs> Absolutely. Probably. But with all with good intention, because the eights yeah. want to protect themselves protect and those in their tight inner circle. Eights really don't want to be betrayed, so they have a tight inner circle. And if you are blessed to be let into the inner circle of an eight, like that's a, that's a high honor. Yeah, and they'll defend their people. Absolutely. That's Absolutely. True. And so, yeah, but they're, they're the challengers. So these are the people that, uh, again, their energy introduces them before they do. Um, and so they, when they walk into the room, you can just feel an energy See, about them. I feel like that's not it for me. I mean, I know everybody's a little bit different. Of course, you don't, but everyone else, oh, I yeah. guarantee you, would say they can feel they can you feel like in your walking yep. your presence before you even walk into the 100%. room. Hundred percent. Okay, let's move on. Now. <laughs> you don't mean to be intimidating. That's not. That's not the heart behind it. No, it's not. All right, the ninth. Can, can I? Can I? Can I say my nickname for eights or is that that off limits? What? My nickname for the eights that I came up with. No, I don't think that's a good nickname. <laughs> Not Probably not. Okay, I, yeah, I can probably argue. Yeah, yeah, okay. All right, number nine. <laughs> Two nines. Nines are the peacemakers. They are the ones yeah. who they're great mediators because they can see every side of the situation. They can understand different people's perspectives, and they really do not want tension in their relationships. So they're going to do everything to keep the peace and to keep everything kind of calm, like calm waters there, just not going to rock the boat at all. And that might even come at the expense of not bringing up their own opinions or saying what they really want. But these are great mediators. These are yep. people that love people. They love to serve people as well. So, uh, you know, sometimes like twos and nines can maybe get, because they both really want to serve people and really want to give of themselves. They're very selfless people. Um, and so they, they really, you know, these are the people that, um, hey, do you want to go to Chick-fil-A for lunch or you want to go to like, you know, whatever, Whataburger, right? Um, I don't care. And they really well, what don't. do you want? They, they really, They're going to deflect. Because they really do want, they like, they want to go where you want to go. Like they want to be with you. And so they don't want to cause the tension because they really don't, they really don't care most of the time. So like with a nine, for example, if you have a, a, a nine child, one thing we've, we've one of our uh, sons is a nine. And so often we have to say like, no, like we really do want you to express yourself. Yep. You know, like, so a lot of times we'll let them just kind of go with the flow because 
He generally does. Yeah. But there are times where we have to say, no, look, you are valuable and your opinion is valuable. Yeah. And, and so we like, want to know we what it want, is. We do want you to know. Like, we do want you to, to express yourself. So you talk about your own kids. Um, how has this helped you guys with, with raising kids? And I think um, uh, when we were in Florida, actually, we started kind of trying to figure out with our kids. Like, it was beginning of the year this year. Um, and then even after you guys came and talked to our staff, I think we got a little bit more intentional of, and we feel like this could really, really help us mm -hmm. with, with, with our, raise our children, you know, and, and better. And so kind of talk about how it plays out for you personally, and then why all of us probably need to be start kind of thinking through, yeah. what is our kid and how, what does that mean to me? Yeah. yeah. So first of all, don't try and typecast all of your children. That's something that, they get to do um, as they huge. grow up. It's so huge, yeah. And so what we don't want to do is just like stamp a label on their forehead and say, well, you're this, and then they grow up thinking that they're that, but maybe they really yeah, the aren't. The Enneagram's not really designed to be like, well, you're an eight, no. you're, you're such an eight. It's not like this abusive thing of like, oh, that's such an eight. No, no. I mean, oh man, that's such a two, oh my God. <laughs> you know, it's not this like, you know, I'm gonna put you down. I mean, that's where it's more of a ref reflective thing than it is necessarily like putting yeah. you in a box. Like, well, you know, you can't do this because sevens aren't good at that. You know, it's like, for example, I think I, I told you the staff this is like, the Enneagram is not an excuse to like not be good at life. Sure. Or it's not like, it's, it's not an excuse to not be good as an employee or not, you know, it's not like your child gets to be like, well, I'm a seven, so like, you can't tell me like, do just do stuff. Like, I'm just gonna be creative. Like, no, like you still have to do your chores, right? You still do your stuff, so. Absolutely. So while we don't wanna just label our kids, as a parent, you can really start to see maybe where their tendencies lie. And um, you can also kind of see how, it, we could go deeper, maybe on another time into the Enneagram, um, but there are certain stances and there are certain uh, triads and associations to time, and those are kind of clues. So we have used those in some of our younger children to kind of try and see what they are or maybe narrow it down to a few. Um, for our older kids, they actually wanted to take the test. They wanted to learn about it. They've listened to podcasts with us. We talk a lot about it. Okay, tell us your, the age of your kids real quick. Okay, so we have a 15. <laughs> Our oldest just turned 15 yesterday, and then we have 13, 9, and 8. Okay. So our young teens, um, they're the ones that were interested. You yeah. know, they could they could understand, they could see what their own motivators are, and actually type themselves. Yeah. So for example, like just uh, this past Sunday at church, there was I was talking to a, a lady, and she was talking about the Enneagram. I said, oh, you know, that's interesting. And she said, the Enneagram saved my relationship with my kids. Mm. Um, and I said, well, you know, why? And she said, because I was having so much tension with, with some of my kids. Yeah. Um, and, I, and I was viewing them as rebellious, as uh, challenging, as they, wouldn't, they, they would never just listen to me. And then I got a hold of the Enneagram and I realized that my son's an eight. And just by nature, he's just intense. By nature, he's a challenger. And so it's not that he's being rude or that he's, he's being rebellious. It's just that by nature, he's going to challenge things. Sure. And, and if I just stand up to him, which is what he wants, then he'll be great. 
Yeah. Mm. But if I back down, then he'll run over. And so she just said it saved my relationship to say, oh, okay, it gave me some language to to uh, to understand him more and understand how to how to um, help work with him more. And so she said it just literally saved my relationship with my kids, um, specifically with him. Uh, she mentioned a couple others, you know, just that um, she began to have language. Um, and that's what I find with people is it just helps you have you common language. Say, oh, okay, I get you now. Like, yeah. like that's why um, you are so creative. And it's not that you, uh, you know, like we, we've got a daughter that, you know, is just always creative and always doing different things. And it's like, well, that's part of who she is. And we have to give her that freedom because that's part of who she is. Yeah. And so I think that like what you're saying, it's not to put them in a box, but it's to help you uh, know how to communicate better with them. Um, and to help your kids get along with each other. So we speak Enneagram in our house so our kids understand the language and what you know the hope is that they can have compassion for different personalities and not be frustrated because somebody is different than they are okay say that again because i think that's that's like the key with kids say what you just said again. yes so we want our kids to have compassion for their siblings and for other people outside of our home who are different and have different personalities and not be frustrated with them because they're not exactly the same and that's, I mean, what a life skill that is, because sure. they're going to, you know, leave the house so where everything is kind of similar in your home, even with different personalities, but they're going to go out into the world and meet all these different people and have to work with different people and interact <laughs> with people and be really frustrated that, you know, this person doesn't make a decision as quickly as I do, or that person is over there, you know, looking at the flowers and we're supposed to be doing something else. Sure. And, and that can lead to really looking down on people. And that's obviously not what we want. So we want our kids to see that God made these unique personalities on purpose and there's good in all of them it's really good. great okay so rachel asked a question do you want to say anything more about kids that's good okay so uh rachel asked a question she said can you talk about how your number is a coping mechanism from your childhood or is that even true so it's the the jury's kind of out on if it's nature versus nurture um, uh, a lot of what I've read leans toward um, it being nature, so that you're actually born with this inherent personality and your Enneagram type. Now, it can be shaped really differently through life experiences. So, of course, if you're throwing trauma into that, especially as a child, that's going to look really, really different and might actually look confusing as to what number you are. But within each number, there is this varying degree of healthy to moderate to unhealthy. And so we're all working towards trying to be healthy and whole. And that's where we put Jesus into this. And we can all work from where we are in an unhealthy state and move towards wholeness and health. That's great. So, so a lot of people are like Christy, where they, they took a test and it came back and said, you're... 95% this, mm -hmm. but we actually think, even though you are 87%, whatever, we actually think you're this one. Yeah. And so your your percentage are a little bit off, and so you're like, well, if I'm 97% this, why would I not think this? Well, I think there's right. a couple of things. One, um, I, I think being a person of faith, there's a lot of times where we read some of these things, and we try to answer it as if, like, well, what's, like, the good Christian answer? Sure. <laughs> as opposed to, like, Right. There's a lot of things about being an eight that if you misread it, 
you could say, well, that's not like a good Christian answer, you know, or, um, you know, uh, you want to speak about twos and like women. Uh, yeah, I was like, yeah. Yeah, so being the two is the, the helper and the servant, and that's what, you know, we all want to be because Jesus was a servant. And so a lot of times people can think that they're two because they are very giving and they're very serving. But that, remember, is just the behavior. That's not actually the motivator behind it because twos very specifically, they serve because they want to feel loved, whereas... A three might serve for another reason, an eight might serve for another reason. Let's talk about how that, how often, especially in the like test. Christian women. Oh, can, sure. You know, because especially well, because women, women like our we serve just by nature. We serve a ton, and we spend our whole lives serving people. And so, a lot of times, Christian women can maybe think that there are two, but that they don't have that same motivator behind it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Especially when you have a lot of kids and you stay, you know, you're serving your kids so much. You're like, this is what I do all day, this is 24 do, hours right? a day. I and serve, then, I serve, I serve. And then also, again, that's where taking the assessment is helpful, but really studying it, talking to a, an Enneagram coach, talking to someone that knows what they're talking about, because a lot of times, um, I mean, like even with Christy, for example, like she took it, and a lot of times you're in the framework of like at work, or you're at the framework of like at home. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you can answer very differently based on kind of where the framework of the context of which you're trying to answer it as opposed to like truly who you are in that moment. And then also the, that degree of health, right? Like if you, if you take the assessment and you're in like kind of a bad, you know, not healthy spot, like you're probably not going to answer him the best, right? right? You're trying to answer what you think it should be as opposed to the way that you really do want great place to start but it's not the end yeah you've got to dig in a little bit uh kid friendly test is there a kid friendly test yet that i know of okay. i'm sure they're working on it okay so maybe we will do it i don't know for, for, yeah it's <laughs> a great idea yeah um so for people i just want to imagine that your kids listen to some podcasts with you or some resource that people can really dive into this is great to start with back to you and Morgan Cron and that's an awesome introduction to the Enneagram in very user-friendly language you can get into a lot of other texts that are really um, heavy on the psychology side so they're a little more challenging to read but the gives so much information but I would Beth McCord has a lot of great resources online. She's just got a new one, a uh, new book come out called uh, Becoming Us, We're talking about marriages and like how to how to take your two numbers in a marriage context and, and become us using your two numbers, which again, we haven't talked about marriage, but like marriage is just a fantastic environment for, for the Enneagram because like um, on all of our assessments, if it's DISC, if it's love languages, if it's strength finders, <laughs> we're the opposite, we're complete, complete opposite, opposite right? Mm-hmm. And so that's where I think it's great in marriage where it's like two whole people come together to make a whole person as opposed to, it's like, you know, we find the wholeness of God in our marriage because I'm these, these side and she's this side and we come together and we find a completeness where for me, it's all about like, let's just go, vision, let's make it happen yesterday. She's like, oh, hold on, like there's steps like you forgot. to make that happen. 
Yeah. Yeah, like you, you forgot, you know me. But I'm like, well, I'm on the airplane, let's go. But she's like, yeah, but you forgot to pack, you know, so, so yeah. So talk about that real quick. Just, just talk about how it's uh, personally, and I know you guys do marriage counseling, you guys do a lot of, a lot of great things, but personally, how Enneagram has helped you and how you may use Enneagram to help other couples. Personally, I, I enjoy finding out more about myself because it helps me to know um, different triggers, why am I feeling anxious about something, why am I getting so angry about this, and I can really work on those things. So especially learning as a type one that that inner critic is just kind of there in my head. I was like, oh yeah, I totally have that. Doesn't everybody have an inner critic in their head? And then I find out, no, they don't. That's just something that's real characteristic to ones. And so I can start to recognize that voice and go, oh, hold on, that thing is just berating me and I'm gonna tell it to stop so I can actually move on with my day. And it's also helped me to hear when I become too critical and too judgmental, even if it's just in my head or if it's out loud at my family, or I've just kind of flipped and just gone straight to anger because that's just that's a that's an emotion that's readily available yeah. to me as a type one. And so it's helped me to just be nicer and just understand, but where is that coming from? Sure. Not just the behavior, but why the motivation? Yeah, like I was it. talking to a guy today about he's a he, he does a productions at a church, um, and he was talking about how um, he's a he's a type one, and for him he had to realize that he couldn't go to his his volunteers and his staff every single Sunday with his ten list of ten things that did not go right. Right. Every single week. Yeah. Um, and so he had to say, okay, I'm just gonna bring up one, like the one thing, mm -hmm. right? That's so and, smart. And so, uh, although he sees all of them, yeah. for example, we drive uh, past this bank almost uh, at least a couple times a week. We drive past this bank, and I, I don't care about it. But she the other day was like, doesn't that clock drive you crazy? I said, it's never right. I said, what are you talking about? Well, there's, Time is off. There, it has four. It's a clock tower. So there's clock tower's four, four faces sure. on the They're all tower. different and they're, they're all, all different wrong. and they're all wrong. I was like, are they working? I, they work. So they're okay. And they're wrong. And that that jumps out at me every single time. And Ryan, I never, I you don't even know. Because I'm like know. going to <laughs> where like, I'm going. I got right? something to do. I got another thing to achieve. And I'm like, the clocks are wrong. Four of them. Yeah, and so like for me, I think it's really helped me to understand, okay, I am goal-oriented, I want to achieve, but like I, I can't let those achievements define me and define who I am. Yes. I need to I need to allow God to define and like like He defines who I am, not my achievements. Like I'm not here to uh, 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 get the praise of man, but, uh, but the praise of God. And like I need to be honoring God with who I am and not just finding it, oh, I, I finished this marriage. I, I, I ran this thing or I ate this or I, I did this or I, I and that is if I don't be careful I will find my identity in those achievements as yeah. opposed to God and what he's created me to do and what he's asking me to do and so it's helped me to know sure. more about myself it's helped me to understand her to know that she has this like inner critic inside of her to have compassion for her when she's be beating herself up that I don't really understand that as much, but like I need to understand that that's a big part of who she is and something mm -hmm. that she has, and that I need to pray for her about that. I need to support her in that, and I need to, um, you know, I need to to ask her and lean into that that she can help me with those details, and that it used to just bug me that she 
knew every little detail. <laughs> but now I, need, I can lean into that sure. and say, okay, I was look, like, hey, can you edit my paper? Yeah. Sure yeah. can. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I have so much more grace for you and your t-shirt collection because I know what that means to you. Yes, thank you. Deeply. I earned those. <laughs> okay, so somebody asked this. I don't know if you guys had it. You guys went through a lot of what this question is uh, at the at the retreat. But uh, somebody said, "Can you give us biblical character that best represents each number?" Oh Did gosh. You bring that? Okay, uh, I'm gonna try. What's that? Robin looked one up for me and put it on here. Okay. If you, if you just want to go one. with it. So I'll, I'll I'm gonna try to pull it out of my head I as best right as I can. Mm -hmm. Oh, you do? Well, let's, see, let's see how I get you. All right, yeah, let's test her. <laughs> so. Ones um, show the goodness of God. Is that what we're talking about? Well, the bi uh, biblical yeah. characters of, of each char of each one. Okay, I tell you what. Oh, no. biblical characters. No. Biblical characters. Do your thing first. Yeah. I'll okay. Yeah, yours is yours is yours. Okay, I'm gonna try to remember the traits that that they represent. So ones show the goodness of God. Twos, the love of God. Threes, display the power of God. Fours, display the creativity of God. Fives, display the wisdom of God. Sixes display the faithfulness of God. Sevens display the joy of God. Eights display the protection of God. And nines display the peace of God. I think that's, yeah. that's pretty impressive. Yeah. Good work. Yeah. I've never even heard you do that. That was Woo! pretty impressive. Wow. That is Come impressive. on, girl. Yeah, actually, so, so maybe I got characters. So I got here, characters. Great. Now, according to, where did you get this from? Probably. Online. Yeah, uh, of course. Yeah, okay, it's, it's online. Of course, it's true. <laughs> it's Remember true earlier then. he was bragging about Paul being a three? Yes. No. In fact, this no. says Paul's I'm one. Paul's one. No, 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 no. I didn't say Paul was. I said that scripture what, talks about. What he about. said. When I'm with this group, I'm I like this group. I say Paul was. Yeah, yeah. I feel like he was at least insinuating. I'm just saying that scripture Whatever. talks about threes. You're one. For sure, for sure Paul was a Paul's one. Paul's a one. Yeah. For sure. You got, you got a list? Yeah, so Paul's a one. Okay, so yeah, Paul's a one. Uh, you know, he's he's out to just perfect everything. Like you guys all aren't doing things right. Okay, uh, then we've got number twos. We've got uh, John. We've got John. You know, he's uh, talking about the love of God, all that kind of stuff. Uh, type threes. We got Jacob, um, brother, right in, in the fighting with his brother in the womb. That's me, man. Let's uh, let's get it done. <laughs> okay, type fours. We got Joseph, right? Oh. You got that dream coat. He's dreaming. Near the, near the coat, colorful. He's all he's all man. He, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, type fives. We got Thomas. <laughs> he had to have proof. He needed. Show proof. me. Yeah. Show me. Show me, man. Okay. Uh, type six. We've got Peter. He's got. You know, you got Peter yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, type seven, King Solomon. Okay, so the wisest man on earth, right? But he made some uh, variety with yeah. the variety with the wives. wives. <laughs> He's not gonna settle down with one. Nope. A lot of. Yep. Yep. Okay. Uh, type eight. We've got. You, you'll enjoy this one, Samson. I like it and I hate it. Why? Well, because I mean, I mean, he he was. I mean. He did some really dumb stuff. Everybody did. And then, and then, but like uh -huh. then, like, you know, he has You to said it, I didn't say it. At the end of his own life, you know, because he's, you know, blind and it's a, I mean, it's just, it just doesn't end well for him. Yeah. 
I mean, this one, the one the Robicon also says Samsung. I just, I just want to find like a, a better. You want a better one? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Keep searching. And then, and then uh, for the nines, we got uh, Jonah. Mm. We got Jonah. That's cute. You like that? <laughs> right? Because he's 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 told to go and like prophesy basically death to all these people, right? But he's yeah, like, he's can you just like, bring peace? Like can we just bring I don't want to bring that message. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so did you guys I wanna ask a question, but before I get to the question, I wanna have you maybe look something up or whatever I wanna go. Do you guys have like the you told us it was really fun, like on vacation? I do yeah. remember. Do you have those memes? I have them somewhere. Let me look them yeah, up. You, look you do something else and I'll, I'll look them We love the Enneagram so much that we um, have typed both of our dogs as numbers. Oh my God. Because, you know. The dog lovers, not to the dog lovers. If you're a dog lover, you know that your dog has personality and you can kind of see where they fit. Do you think dogs would have it? Well, I think there are dogs in heaven, so I'm hoping that my dogs go to heaven. God, there's not all dogs. Okay, what do well, you, there were dogs you in want, the Garden of Eden, there's animals yet, in heaven. You, okay. you just come up with three or four what? great ones, man. Okay, you, you okay. Best I got you. Okay, so a lot of people are asking about wings, so while he's finding this. Oh, I'm ready to go, I'm ready to go. I've achieved what you asked for. Okay, well, we're not ready. <laughs> but acknowledge I achieved something. Put your t-shirt away, put your t-shirt away. <laughs> uh, Sarah, talk real quick. What, like wings, can you can you have two wings? If I'm an eight, can I be a eight wing seven nine? Can't like just talk talk about what does that mean? How do you find out what your wing is? Figure that out. So once you know what your dominant type is, then you can look at the two wings on the side and see where you most lean as you learn more about the the behaviors and the motivations. And it's it's good if you can have both. So you can tap into both of your wings, and that's something that would serve you well because you could tap into your seven and your nine and that would just make you an even more, more balanced more balanced like yep two wings. yeah right yep. so you're an eight which means you're a challenger you've got a big force but you've also got this wing of a nine which brings in some of that peace and so you can you can bring in a little bit more of compassion a little bit more right and then you also have that seven right which brings in a little bit more creativity and a little bit more of Hey, maybe I can let my guard, my guard down a little bit and have some fun for a minute, right? You can tap into that little bit of excitement and energy, right? So you're not just this this bulldog just going for it, right? You can tap into some of those wings that kind of maybe uh, you could say for an alien, but it softens that a little bit for you. Mm-hmm. Good. Anything else on wings? No, good. Okay. But okay, so a big question is people ask about wings is like is the idea to like balance them and try to be like. And I think that the goal for the Enneagram is to really understand your number, lean into it, but also do balance out a little bit more. And, and again, like we said, with your eight, if you just ignore your wings, you'll just go ahead and just bowl straight forward. But those wings can help soften you and let you have a little bit more fun. Because eights just want to work all day long and just grind. Sure. But that seven can help soften that. Say, well, let's just have some fun. Let's have some creativity. That nine can say, okay, well, maybe I can you know, slow down and, and just sit with somebody a little bit and just not just solve it and move forward. And so it does help some to balance you out a little bit. Um, and then again, like we talked about, you had, I think, I think you said it was like a one tendency as well. Mm -hmm. 
again, so like understand that one. Like that's part of who you are too. You are very detailed. I mean, you do walk into a room and you're like, uh, third row, fourth chair is off. Like you see that, mm -hmm. right? And that's a part of who you are. And so I think understanding that is, is important too. And not just saying like, oh, well, I'm not gonna do anything about a three because I'm an eight or I'm not gonna do anything with the one. It's like, no, 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 like, like understand those as well. And so that's a big part of it. In the wing, it also has to be directly yes. to the right or left of your number. Yes, okay. has to touch your main number, yeah. Yep. Okay. So, uh, we're, we're an hour in, so we're gonna end this with his memes. But Sarah, you wrote some stuff down. What did you write? What, 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 I just, I'm been curious. There's notes. And was that? Um. So we talked a little bit at the retreat about time, and then there's also stances. There's a lot more that we could get into. Oh, we also talked about triads. Do you want me to hit on any of those? No. Okay. I'm gonna save it. Okay. We're That's really good it. stuff. For that leadership night. Maybe we'll talk about something. So, okay. stances, triads, time. And then, and then there's intelligence centers. And then there's everything's kind of in. Yeah, talk about in, in uh, triads. Yeah, no. Yeah, they come in groups of three. What about okay. time, real quick? Because that one's pretty. Okay, do that. Just do the time. Okay, so orientation to time. <clears throat> this is kind of this a good help, clue. This has helped us with our kids. When you're a looking lot. at your children. Yep. Yes, for sure. For sure. Um, so the three numbers that are past oriented are four, five, and nine. So they're constantly thinking about what happened in the past. They're thinking about what the past, yes. They're looking, they're looking back often. Yes, like, uh, and, and a kid who's past time oriented might be like, oh, I wish it was like it was in third grade, or I wish I had the teacher that I had when I was in kindergarten. It was better then. They're kind of thinking, they're thinking back. Um, the present orientation numbers are one, two, and six. And so they are, they're thinking of, of right now. Um, the future numbers are three, seven, and eight. They are constantly thinking of what is next, what's ahead, vision. What's coming. Yeah. You want to know what's coming. Down so you can the road. see in relationships how easily you can clash when sure. you're trying to solve something or work on a project together or um, you know solve something in in a marriage relationship. And the way that you talk is in the past, oh. and the way that your spouse talks is in the future. You guys really got to meet in the middle. Yeah, so like, for example, Sarah's always trying to remind me like, hey, don't be so, don't be so focused on the present or on the, on the future, future that you can't enjoy the present. Because I'm always thinking about the next project, the next thing, the next thing we got to go. But she's like, but you got to be present with us right now. I think, and I answer this question a lot, and, and it's, it hasn't changed. And I've still tried to change it, but it just, and this helps me understand how I'm wired. But a lot of people say, if you could speak to 20-year-old Adam or mm. 37 now, so when we relaunched, you know, what's now with your family church, I was 30, you know, so if you could speak to 20-year-old Adam or if you could speak to 30-year-old Adam, what would you say? And I just always say, en enjoy the ride. Totally. Mm -hmm. Because I've been so, what's next, what's next, what's next, mm -hmm. that I think God's done so many amazing things, and I think the one thing that kind of sucks about that, I do feel like I've you know, got a lot of vision, a lot of let's move, but it does kind of suck at, at times. I feel like even maybe with my kids, I'm pushing, pushing, pushing. It's like, man, i got to stop and just enjoy, enjoy, enjoy the moment. So I do think some of this kind of stuff, it helps us kind of understand where we, where we miss it a little bit. Uh, and then I do want to speak, so we talk about kids, we talk about marriage. I do want to speak just real quick about business leaders. Um, I'll just say for the for for myself, we got fifty. Is that right? Fifty six people on staff now. Um, it's been a game changer. 
and and I, it, it has nothing to do. I know a lot of people when I say stuff like this, like oh, church world is different. It's not. People are people, mm-hmm. and so I just want to like I just want to encourage business owners like it doesn't matter what your employee does. What well, it's like oh, you know they're just they're, they're just doing this, they're just doing that all day long. I promise you, it helps tremendously. It's helped me. I don't have a long way to go, but it's, it's helped. Yeah, me. we go into to marketplace communities all you the time. You probably do that as much or more than you do churches, right? Correct. Yep. Okay, so give us some. It's already been it's, it's right an hour, so give us give us some fun stuff. <clears throat> oh, at the beach. All right, Enneagram types at the beach. Type one. Rinse off your feet before you go in the house. <laughs> do not bring that mess into my house. Type two says, here, use my sunscreen. I've got plenty of snacks for everyone. No need to pay me back. I'm here to serve. Type three says, I'm just going to do a teeny tiny bit of work before everyone else wakes up in the morning. Or this is how I eat clean while on vacation because they still have to achieve something there. <laughs> Type four goes to the most secluded area and stares off into the ocean. Three hours goes by. This is magnificent. Just taking it all in. Type five, collecting seashells and leaves and noting the bird prints. So they're going to learn something while they're there. Type five says, I have SPF 100 if you need it. Because I'm there for you. That was type six, right? That was type six. Type six. Oh, what did I say? You said five. Type, that was type six. Type seven says, let me bury you in the sand. And when strangers walk by, you can yell weird, weird things at them. It'll be funny. It's, it's very Is that funny to you? <laughs> Type 8 says, I bet I could hold my head underwater for five minutes. You want to challenge me to it? Type 9 says, I think I'm going to stay in this time. You all have fun. Hmm. That's awesome. Give us one, more. Give us one more. You got to get another, another good one. Answer this question. He's looking up another one. This is a great question. Uh, Sarah, do you guys see your current number in your past slash younger self? Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. So you, you would say your number has been with you. My so entire life. You look life. back yes. at some of the stuff that, that, that you did, even in your teenage years, and think, it makes sense. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I thought like that. I don't know why I act like that. I don't know why this happened. So it does. Yes. Oh, 100%. So <clears throat> in my oneness, in my younger self, I was much more rigid and controlling. And so I can look back and see how God has freed me from that spirit of perfectionism to where I can relax and know that what I do, whether it's good or bad, actually doesn't define who I am and doesn't define how God sees me. But I can absolutely see how in the past I was like, you know, it has to be this way and I have to do it this way for sure. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You got another one? You ready? Yeah. Days off. <laughs> so good. Let's do it. How you, <laughs> how the spend, numbers. Spend their days off. How you spend your day off. How you yeah. do your days off. Type one. Perfect time to finish that house project. Yep. Get it done. Type two, accidentally agrees to help somebody out. <laughs> Type three, either no days off or full on Netflix and chill. Because mm. it's either or, right? Type mm-hmm. four, the perfect playlist to make the day feel like you're in a movie. <laughs> Type five, soaking in that much deserved alone time. Type six, Checking in on your loved ones. Mm-hmm. Type seven, hour for hour, completely filled with activities and plans. <laughs> Type eight, what's a day off?
And so hopefully this was helpful. Uh, if you don't mind, share it, like it, comment on something. And uh, I, I do think it, it'll, it'll help a lot of people. So uh, if you, those of you that attend VFC, or if you don't, be live in the Norman area. Uh, is there a link for Neon or anything? Like on the thing? You know, put a link for Neon. So if you want to buy tickets, go and buy tickets now. Uh, they are selling quick, and so I'd love for you to get your tickets. And then Sunday, I'm going to continue in the series Antenna, How to Hear the Voice of God. So look forward to seeing you this weekend. Thanks, guys. Cool. So good. So Thank good. you. Yeah. Uh, thanks, fun. guys. Thank you. See you all. Bye.